A saber-toothed lion? What in the hell is going on with this fantasy sh Welcome to Orthogonally Adjacent. Today we are looking at the Magnificent from Aporta Games. It was designed by Eilif Svensson and Christia A. Ostby. This game, we are each basically trying to run a circus, and our goal is to put on the best show that we can, get the most tickets in, so the, the tickets that you sell for your shows represent your victory points. You're also making a little money along the way, but most of that is getting paid right back out basically for paying all your workers and everything based on how you approached the round. Um, so the game as a whole mechanically is a dice-based game. So depending on the number of players, you roll a bunch of dice out there at the start of the round, and then every time it's your turn to take an action, you're gonna pick up one die, put it on what these they call these um, master cards which will give you a special power to boost that action, and then also later on will be given some victory points. Um, the three main actions in the game, the three things that you're doing are you're building tents to be able to make your show, you are sending out wagons to advertise for the show and kind of build up what you, these crystals or these gems that we use for special effects, and then you're putting on your shows. So every time it's your turn, you're gonna do one of those three actions. You have four master cards, so four actions in a round, you're taking four dice each round. And then at the end of the round, you pick, you get a new master card, you choose one of those to score for the bottom part, put that one away, and you've got four cards that are set up for the next round. So that's kind of the, the essential basics of it. Um, the building aspect is you've got a Tetris grid that you're building up, like we've seen in some other games recently, Patchwork, New York Zoo, some of those other games like that. Um, you've got three different colors of tints you can build, orange, green, or purple, that will also correspond to the different colors of special effects that we use that also correspond to the different shows that the post, we're gonna pick up these posters that let us put on the shows that will correspond to those. So you're building those up, expanding your tent area to be able to put on these shows. You send out the wagon, the wagons go around on a wheel on the main board, and you can actually send out a dude that they call a trainer to make it run the other direction. The trainers can be used for a lot of other stuff too. As the wagon travels around, you'll pick up new tents that you can pitch, and you can have up to you said five of those. I did. I thought you'd enjoy that. You got five. You can have up to five of those over the course of the game. Each time you get a new one, you also get an extra little bonus. And all the tents are slightly different from each other. Some of them give more coins. Some give more victory points. The ones that give the most victory points also require extra special effects in order to pull off a show in that location. Also, every time your wagon gets you a new tent, it's gonna come with a new poster, and there's also other ways to get posters. The posters represent the exact show that you're gonna put on. So on the poster, it's got building-type locations, and for each color building, there's a large and a small. So like one poster might have a large green, a small purple, and a small orange, something like that, that's required in order to do that. You have to have it 
on a certain tent. What it, some of them will also require special effects, certain gems that you have to spend to activate that particular poster, that tent combination, that location. That's your third action. You go and you put on a show. And when you put on the show, you get to act, activate a certain number of those tent location poster combinations. Pay whatever cost you are, and then you get all the benefits. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So, yeah, it, it seems like um, without the visuals, you've got dice of various colors, three colors, three colors, and then a white that's wild. You are doing either you're traveling in that wagon he spoke of, which gets you gems. You are putting on a performance, and you've got these posters that are the performances, and you are building, which is the Tetris thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's I mean, in a yeah, nutshell. The basics of the game, yeah. The MasterCards that you didn't score full value during the game, you get to score at the very end for half value. So you know you're going to score everything you had. Just three of them during the game will be worth full value. And then the four you had left over at the end, you score half. And then also on that Tetris section on the board, it's divided out into these nine separate rectangles. And every one of those that you completely filled in, including tossing extra crystals you had left over to fill in extra spots, is worth four points at the end. And that's where all your points are coming from. Yes. The tickets during the game, the, the bonuses from the master cards, and then whatever you manage to cover on the board. When you take a die, the first time you take a die, you've got one die of some color, and you take an action that's more valuable the bigger that value on that die was. But when you take another die of the same color, you get its value plus all the other dice of that color that you already had this round. So you can build up bigger actions, but then at the end of the round, you've got to pay for your single best action that was possible. So like if I had six points in greens plus a four point clear die, I would add up the six in green and the four and I'd have to pay 10 bucks at the end. So, and that gets expensive if you don't pay it it's negative one the first round, negative two the second, and then I took negative nine. It's three points per, and I fell. Yeah, for every short. buck you're short of being able to pay all so, your workers based on that. Yeah. Yeah, I took a nine point hit, and that's tough. I hate it. It was worth people. it. Yeah, that's true. It, got it, to was, the game. it, it was worth it. But that that's, gets us kind of a general overview of the mechanics of the game and how it's working. Um, and Brian just did that off the cuff. He did not read that. He just kind of went through this whole thing. Yeah. And, and he didn't read off. He just, bup, bup, this is how you do it. I was like, wow. I mean, if we were looking at it, it would be easy to follow. He is a great teacher. And we we got everything. I don't think we had too many questions during the game. No. No, I felt like everything went well on this one. And it was a simple scoring system, so Matt got that. Yeah. I actually scored. Yes, I actually went pretty far. Yes, yes he did. He did. You were on the lap. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this... those are the different characters that each show had one of those seven characters, right. like seven characters around. Here's two of them. Here's the other two. There's no, that's that's already there. Here's the fire breather or yeah. whatever. So... And they're actually like this one is of Asian descent. This is African American, or I mean, I don't know where this is from. African. Oh, dude, you can't even tell he's got a mask. Or something. Yeah, that dude looks. That might be a woman. I don't know. <laughs> White, and this could be a person of color. Yeah. The ringmaster on each one is a female, which oh, that's right. With her top she's hat. right there yeah, with her top hat. So, I mean, that's. That's pretty cool. You know, let's give it some points for diversity. 
It says the art was by Martin Mottet. You all had it laid out before I got here. When you looked at it, did you have any complaints about the way that it looked? Oh, this looked stupid. Did you? Okay, you did. I like freaking hated it. I looked at it and it was like Cirque du Soleil meets Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The, the tent in the corner looks like a spaceship. It's got this all neon theme and it just looks terrible. It's not like you're looking at a circus. It's got a wagon. So this is a freaking old circus stuff. Yeah, yeah you look at it and you never think circus. And the pictures that go with the cards and on the box, they're diverse, which is, is really cool. Yeah, every, but, every poster has one of seven characters kind of on the top of it, or six, I guess. Yeah, and but they don't look circusy. You know, I, I do not get a circus vibe from this. I really feel like we should have seen what is the greatest show kind of stuff yeah, yeah, or yeah. Mm-hmm. the new Dumbo. You know, you have this old school thing going on. And that would have been super cool, but instead you're looking at this neo neon trash looking thing. Even the gyms, I'm like, how does that relate? Like, how about a box of popcorn? And I don't know. This could have been anything. This is not really a circusy thing. I mean, the components are all great quality. I mean, like he was saying, the the neon art on all the posters and everything felt weird, and. At a distance, it's even hard, a little bit hard to tell some of them apart because, like, the blue and the purple looked very similar to each other at a distance. Most of the time, it doesn't matter. There were a couple of cards that scored for, like, every poster you had of the same type, or Chris had one that scored for every poster he had completed of a different of different types. So it, they didn't usually matter all that much, but they, they weren't distinct enough from each other, and they were all kind of that, like we were saying, that, that neon. I yeah, mean, it and- didn't... It didn't make it hard for me to play the game or anything no like the posters i don't know how much production it would have cost to be like all right here's here's this poster and it's got like a theme of like animals because there is one of the things has got a little bear paw or something a lion mm-hmm. paw oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. so it's, a, wagons, it's yeah. animals so like hey we've got the horses you know you i don't know the the bears the the poodles you know whatever that would have been cool because you know that's like the stupid circuses and then the other symbol was a flame, mm-hmm. and the last symbol was a the purple swirl. Purple for swirl. Spiritualism. So, I, I guess. you know, I don't know. What do you need? You need acrobats. You need what else? Clowns, lion tamers, um, and the animals. So, I don't know what symbols they could have used, but, you know, all right, let's just make, uh, you know, a circle, a square, and a triangle because that's all that really matters. <laughs> Most of the pans that I've heard about the game was because when you opened up the game, the board was too dark. Like yeah. It just mm. didn't make any sense, yeah. and it was totally dark. Maybe this is a later version. Like, so many people complained about it being dark that it, it looked grayer. Yeah, it like, I feel like it was, it, like, going to be black, and it wasn't. It was, like, a light gray. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel too dark for me as far as the... The visuals on the main board, I was able to follow everything that was oh, totally. out there. Yes. Yeah. And then, any, I didn't have any, I didn't have any problem with that myself. If you look at the uh, the left side, that was like screaming either bad movie theater carpet or the Overlook <laughs> Hotel carpet. You know, it was like this weird design and it looks like some ancient carpet that, you know, was mass produced, the stock for the uh, the hotel or whatever. I have a problem with the neon as well. Like I get the art deco. 
the Great mm-hmm. Gatsby nineteen twenty to nineteen fifties fits with the circus theme. You know, like you said, Greatest Showman, Depression, circuses, traveling, and all that stuff. So, okay, fine, that fits, but having the neon stuff in it didn't make sense and the jewels i get it like i enjoyed them as a mechanic but if you look at it going with the theme you're like what the hell yeah yeah you know so that that it was off but i i know that it was kind of like a desperate punt for color it's forgiving because it goes along with the dice so you have to have something that tags with that dice mechanic and and whatever but I think overall, like, the theme doesn't flow with the rest of it. I mean, there's there's a very thin thread there, but it's not... It could be anything. You can make the Spaceman. Yeah, and, and the, then, sure. the cover, I, is that a clown? But it looks scary. It's a juggler. And They're yeah, juggling fire somehow. Looking at that, it doesn't scream, like, circus. So if you're picking this up, you're like, oh, what is this? I have no idea what this is. Let me read about it. Oh, my gosh, this is circus. I think cool. that the neon disjointed it for me, that it looked like a disco version of the 1920s. Mm. And I, that, you know, it's difficult yeah. making games, so whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's no first-player token. That's um, true. I which you think about that. should have been your ringmaster hat. But one of your pieces... Well, there was no need for a, a first-player token. Well, it's... I mean, how many games come out with first-player tokens? We don't really need a freaking first-player token. <laughs> you know, it's just an extra little thing. And, you know, it's it's picky. Um, but they tried to make the performances, the Ringmaster hat, which is kind of like the most themey thing that's there. Sure. But I flipped mine over and played it as a mushroom the whole time because it did not really look like a... a it was a know, very thick brim on that hat. Yes, yes. It was a thick brim. And it would have been nice to have... Like, you know, it's a four player game, Max. Have like a card that's your starting ringmaster to give you that one special little power. You know, P.T. Barnum, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bailey, um, I don't know what other, you know, circus people there are in this European or, you know, Chinese, Brazilian. Where where can we pull some more? That would be cool, like a historic, like, like who, something. Who's yeah. responsible for circus, you know? And even with kind of the advanced play when we flip the player mats over and they're all slightly different from each other you just get different starting materials um in the first play they have you all start with one of each gem and and six bucks um when you flip it over instead of that one person might start with extra trainers and yeah. somebody else started with extra posters right that's totally like that. easy to do so it's it was in there and the other thing for Future plays, for the first play, they had to start with a certain set of MasterCards, and in the future, you're actually going to draft those. You shuffle up all of them, deal everybody four, and as you draft them, you actually put it face down in front of you so everybody can see what you're drafting and making to to hate draft or yeah. if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so. that's cool because I had the one that It'll allowed you to copy. I, don't, I think that was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what, y'all, I, what yeah. you felt was really good for y'all, but I had copy a, another master one and mm-hmm. i was able to use that pretty much double my plus two or whatever mm-hmm. so it was it was pretty pretty solid and it's daunting that when i pulled it out i was sorting the money and there's only four ten dollar pieces <laughs> and i was like oh that's trouble you know yeah. they, there's only four ten dollar pieces so money's gonna be a struggle yeah that was and the big that thing that it. struck me working through the rules before we got started was just where the heck is the money going to come from for us to be able to pay these in all of us all the way through the game were very leery of ever taking those clear dice 
yeah. because they were yes. automatically going to cost you extra. If you could get like one round, I had eight value orange and eight value green. So I'm, I'm, I got some nice actions out and I was paying eight total. It, it would have been a little scary taking those, those clear dice because money was really tight all the way through. Yeah. It felt tight on actions. And I don't know if, like, each round you're picking up a new master, but if that could have gone down and you had an extra turn or something, I don't know. But we did not double perform. You're the only one that double performed, Matt. Mm, the oh, two yeah. performances in the and same round. And yeah. I, I didn't, I thought about it once, but it didn't work out because I was like, oh, I got to build. I got to get gems. And, you know, so I just couldn't work it out. But it would have been, it felt rushed, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, and plus I'm looking over at Brian. He's got his little machine going. Yeah. And I'm totally sure he's just killing us. And halfway <laughs> through, he's planned out all of his in-round bonuses. And I'm like, wow, I probably should have done that. So he's like, each of his bonuses is like the max, like 20 points, 20 points. I got like eight on one and I got, I think I got 20 on the last two. I got yeah, yeah. lucky. You rocked on. But, but I was starting off, I... Didn't even occur to me. I was in a panic. How am I going to play this game? I've got to get my circus going. There's an expansion too. So the expansion what? adds a fifth player and then a oh, new performer because it's all ice and icicle themed. But what? I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> the game is the game. But it is a little disappointing that it's a game about circuses and they don't do a great job bringing that right. in. When you could have. Yeah, well it's um, Tricarion, the, the illusionist magician thing. Very similar. It looks like The Prestige or what is it? The Illusionist. Those two movies, you know, it's you've got all this planning stuff and you can really feel like, I think you've got like Houdini and Illusionist cards that yeah. give you a little extra stuff. Parts, uh, little cardboard pieces, you know, it's like whatever you've got to use to do your trick. And it looks that it's washed out kind of. You really feel like late 1800s kind of, uh, you know, Dickens, Holmes, vibe. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We have to break it out. I like it. It took yeah. me forever to find it. But, um, yeah, I really, I thought it was a cool game. Yeah, visually, that one's a more interesting game. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. There's no question there. And, you know, I'm big on the history stuff. So, you know, you're showing me, like, vintage 1900s circus stuff. I mean, that'd be really neat. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, the rule book is, it's simple. It's like four pages. And if you, you know, throw in a little color... Oh, here's circuses, and here's yeah. what they did with circuses, and here's why people loved them, and blah, 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 you know? Well, and that's the thing, is, like, the board reminded me of Terraforming Mars. You know, if you bump it, it's going all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you take something like Terraforming Mars, they could have gone into the archives and at least pulled old vintage circus pictures, and then kind of colored up the vintage pictures, even if you were only going to do five, but... And the, and the posters... Back at that time, the posters were that, like, on cloth, or sure. you know, and it was a big deal because you know, it cost a lot of money. You put a lot of effort into it, and they were solid. And here you've got more neon stuff, and it's got the same people on it, and you're just like, all right, I need a green ice cream cone, which is the gem, and then I need these pieces that are, you know, the Tetris pieces, which I'm really tired of Tetris. <laughs> really tired of these games like it seems like every game oh let's put in tetris you know it serves its purpose yeah, we've, and it was we've cool. been seeing a lot of this lately yes it, it worked well in this game it did yeah it did 
And they tied in victory points into your effectiveness at filling out the grid. Right. But we all did the same. That's true. We, we all, all ended up exactly we all the got same spot. We their, had six out of the nine. Yeah, six out of the nine. Filled. Every single even I was like early in the game, they were like, Oh, Chris, you're really rocking that. And I'm looking at mine, I'm like, Yeah. And then I look at Brian's and I'm like, You have the exact same amount. And then I look at Matt's and I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. So <laughs> But he still got the six. Still got, there he still got the six. You know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm tired of that. And for strategies, I had no idea what I was doing. But I, for some reason, felt like crystals were important. So I got some crystals. And I picked up those tents. How many tents did you get? I ended up with a total of... I think I might have only picked up two the whole game. That's what I did. I only had two as well. Where I could do... No, I guess I got three. Oh, oh no, I only actually, I mean, if you don't count the one that you get for free, I got one. Yeah, I had the starter one and two, might have even just been two more over oh, the course sweet. of the game. All right, well, I got all five. Yeah, you I took, mean, I got, you got all of them. Yeah, I got all five. I was like, okay, I'm going to get tense, and I, <laughs> I did not have a performance the first round. Right. I did not have one because I was going to take the one spot, but then y'all took it, and I was so afraid of having too many workers and not being able to pay them mm-hmm. that I just said, all right, you know what? I'll do another lap and pick up another tent. So I ended up getting all the tents and covering those things. And I did have about halfway halfway through my uh, the second round, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna do them all next round. So I did I did a three in the second and I did a five in the end, except for it was it was a four. Yeah, was four. I got out a, a <laughs> notebook. Because my ADHD was killing me, but I kept forgetting. Matt would keep talking, or Brian would do something, and I'd forget my place. So I wrote down what I had, and I had it mapped out. I felt like Brian because I had all my turns ready. You know, and I just I was hoping y'all didn't take the dice I wanted. So having those tents that was a big deal, and I think I did the most crystals. And I yeah. used a lot of crystals, like in the first. Well, you were round, traveling a lot more than either of us. Yeah, and I used the. Like in the first round, I think I did the max, the 18, because mm. I put in crystals and I got two big buildings or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that in mechanics. One of the things you can do is when you take the wagon trip, you're picking up these gems, the special effects. But one of the things you can spend them on is just on any action, just to bump up your die by plus two for each gem you spend. So that was very, very helpful. How many points did we end up with? Um, we were in the 160s. Right around 160. Okay. We we went around once. Yeah. Which, oh my God, we, you know, we actually flipped the, the scoreboard, which made us feel there like we were a, doing something right. The rules talk about the solo mode, and winning at solo, you're supposed to get to like 200 points. Three of us competing with each other. I'm, I was... I felt happy getting to the that, that 160 range. That, that right. felt reasonable. All right, that's cool. Pell-Mell, what is your strategy? I had no strategy. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. It seemed like it was going to be a lot harder than it was. Uh-huh. I would think I was, uh, you know, going back to to the artwork and then the actual posters. I think I was a little disappointed with that, but I understand where that was going. I wanted more from it just because of what I think it what it was supposed to be, especially with a title like that. You think yeah. you're going to open it up and it's going to be like the damn <laughs> yeah. Ark of the Covenant? Yes. Um, but I mean, it was good and I and I enjoyed it. And we we've kind of talked about that on the first like our intro episode. It had all of those things that I like. Um, I am right with you on the Tetris stuff. Like, I, this will be, what? other than, like, me going out to buy Ark Nova, 
this will probably be the last game that I purchase in the very near future that has any of that polyomino mess in it. Like I'm, I'm completely over that. Um, but the dice mechanisms and the, you know, the going around on, uh, in the wagons to get your crystals and stuff. Like I like the balance of it. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, it didn't bother me as much. Definitely not as much as the merchants of the dark road piece like that like started to irritate me towards the end just because I need to get stuff and I'm looking around and I'm behind and I'm obviously I'm woefully behind but I could feel that this one it was like okay there's breathing room and how am I going to put my camp together and mm -hmm. all that stuff and it was thematic and it made sense so but strategy I don't have a strategy the first time I ever play I tell myself I'm going to lose like I j just let me learn and yes. maybe if I luck out then uh, cool and then I and, well, uh, but I know I'm going to lose and I, I was happy. Yes, I appreciate you because my strategy on most first game is not to finish last. Mm. That's it. As long as I don't finish last, it'll be okay. So just it's like just, if I can remember the rules and I don't have to ask yes. too many times what I'm supposed to be doing, I otherwise I'm just like, dude, I'm going to lose and I'm fine with it. And I had a good time losing. Yeah. So if that's what your your strategy is too, you'll have a good time losing. I wasn't too far. I think it was like 30 behind you all, 30 or 40 behind you all, yeah, something like yeah. that. And I'm fine with that. But yeah. It says 14 plus. Yeah, I don't think this is, I don't think this is a 14 no, plus. No, it didn't or, feel the complexity yeah. was that high. I mean, you've got three act, three choices on every turn of what you're doing. Yeah. You're doing one of these three things. You're taking one of these four colors of dice to, fun, to fuel it and and fund it and power it up. There's lots of interactions with the trainers and the bonus options you get for those, because every round you get a new personal bonus that you can send your trainers to do. There's some complexity on that and a good bit of randomness as far as the order in which those things comes out and which master cards come out and kind of fuel the strategy you're working towards. Like I started with a bunch of orange cards early and then I managed to get another one that gave me a bonus for putting a bunch of small orange tents out. So. That was my focus for the first two rounds of the game was just maxing out that card. So was, I had kind of somewhere that I was driving driving towards. Okay, so and, and that just triggered it for me. So so like Chris was saying, when he looked down, we basically, even me with the plan on losing, we all ended up with, with our boards filled up the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Do you all feel like it has enough movement where we could have each chosen our way to win? Or do you think that the way oh, yeah. that the game plays, you're just kind of funneled and everybody's going to eventually get to the same place, you know, wherever? Like, is there a strategy that we each kind of had that well, got us those points in a different way? The key is which master cards you have, because that's what you're being rewarded for getting points. Like, you had a master card that rewarded you for completing rows in your mm -hmm. camp. I had a master card that rewarded me for com completing columns. So I was trying to making sure I got to that three columns complete by the end of the game, just like you were trying to get your mo your rows maxed out. And so each person has the own, their own things that they were going for. I had one that gave me bonuses for gems. So that was one of the reasons I was actually going the way I yeah, picking yeah, up yeah. gems. And I never did that. I never cashed that in. So it's like, oh, well. Yeah, that was crazy. I looked over at your board. I'm like, what? I had like three pieces and you had all those crystals and all your tents were filled. And I'm like, damn, dude. Sorry, circus workers. You're all going to be unemployed very soon. I dug it. I thought it was. Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, looking it. at that board, I was like, oh, God. But yes, it. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was cool. We'd pull it out. And I we played it in two hours. Yep. I think if everybody knew what With the doing, explanation and everything, yeah. Yeah, we could get it an hour and a half. Maybe less. 
three players. Yeah, it thinks 60 to 90 minutes, which with people that know what they're doing, yep. I think we could get there. Yeah, yeah so certainly. it's not a, not a long game. But yeah, I, I, I liked it. It felt like it was always interesting decisions, and you're watching the dice, and you're thinking, okay, I'm doing this this round. I really hope one of those dice is still there for my next right, action. Right. Because, yes. again, if you get dice of the same color, you're powering things up, or sometimes you need a dice of a different color so that you're not having to spend too much. There was definitely a time where I had it planned out. And, and then both of us took the yeah, orange you, threes, and yeah, there was none God. left when it got back to you. Yeah. And I was, I was... Fun times. The first round, I was totally panicking about feeding these, or paying these workers, after the first round, I was like, oh, this is not too bad. So, yeah, I, I would play it again. I'd break it out with our normal crew. Yeah. It's not super complex. I would like to see more of the the master cards, see mm-hmm. what they've got in there. Mm. Yeah. And I guess I'd work for better combos, I guess, going forward. Yeah, let's see. There's like 56 of those master, master cards in the game overall. We saw... Started with four each, so that's 12. We each got three more over the course of the game, so we saw less than half the deck. Yeah, and then, yeah, you figure with what the shuffling between us, I might get yours, you might get his next time we ever play, plus the other half of the deck, you got at least, what, six plays in there before it starts to go like, okay, now we're... And you're never going to be at a point where you know, ooh, this is going to come out soon, so I better save up for that. I mean, you can't count on that. Right, right. And one thing that I did... The first round, I went last on the pick in the master, so I just got whatever was left. I finished first in the performances both the last time, so that gave me the first pick. Right. And I think the plus two on performances was a big deal at the mm-hmm. end, especially because I got to use it once, and I got to a four-poster performance. So that was a little bit more important than most first player things, just because of the randomness. I I am always very concerned walking into a game that we haven't heard of or that I don't know, but it sounds like something cool. You know, we talked about that, like just being disappointed that I paid 60 and I'm going to get 25 back for it or something like that. It's like, dude, I'm rolling the dice on it, but I think I found this one on Amazon. Somebody was selling it for like I think thirty bucks, mm. so I didn't feel bad about actually. Oh, you got it for thirty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got it's it. A great buy at thirty. Yeah. Uh, can we play it with? I don't know. I think Kevin wouldn't mind this. I think some it, of, any of our players, I think, would play it's it. It's easy enough and simple enough to teach that any of our regular people could easily sit down with two of us and two new people, and it would be fine. Now if I can find the expansion, now that I know that's worth it, find the expansion. And then we'll have a fifth. And then if we ever have five players. We well, can... if we have five players, we're doing chaos. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> Let's be reasonable. Here. That's right. Come on. It's not that magnificent. Meh. No, with... So it says for the expansion, you can now play with five players. New master cards provide new types of bonuses, new ways to score, new trainer tiles provide new ways to tweak your actions. Optional master board modules give you give each player a special action each round. Oh, there you go. That's what you were looking more. for. It is. Note to that the game complains like what it's like. 53 new master cards, 14 candy tiles. Yeah, we don't really need uh, that. 18 white poster cards, 10 player order cards, 15 master tiles, one master board, 8 new circus tents, 8 new trainer tiles, 6 large camp tiles, and components for the 5th player. A bunch of new stuff. Can you read that again? Within the 56 cards that are in there, I mean, you can kind of expect that there's all the stuff I was doing for orange. Like, there was... 
a card for having yeah, I had total a green orange, orange buildings, large orange buildings, mm. small orange buildings. So that's three of them. And there's for each of the three colors, those three cards are in there. And there was the card for rows. There was a card for columns. I mean, there's there's a lot of similarities in there. So they by ex- I'm I'm assuming they're finding ways to expand the way they're doing it. I guess we'll see if we ever find it. <laughs> if there's a re-release of it. So, I recommend it to people, yes? Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I mean, for regular game players, yeah, absolutely. This is something that you could put into the mix. It is a good kind of just easy game for people who are experienced gamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another good thing about it is like it's it, you cannot block people, really. Except, for, you know, you might take their posters, but there's such a variety of the posters with the combos. Mm-hmm. And the only way is by messing with the dice. And even there, there's ways to circumvent you taking all the good dice. Yeah, even if know? everyone took the last die of the color you needed, there's almost always still a clear die sitting out yeah. there if you're willing to pay totally. the price. Yep, yeah. Awesome. That is the magnificent. And put it back on the table sometime. Whenever. Absolutely. some chaos.